Are you ready to roll? Are you all set? I'm set. Okay. Everybody, this is the Georgia Songbirds, and we're here with Miss Caitlin Woodmansey from Highway Wildflowers. Right? I got all those names right? Okay. You got them all right. Perfect. Perfect. Introduce yourself, Caitlin. Hi, y'all. I'm Caitlin. Um, like you said, I'm from the Highway Wildfires Music. Come up with that name because my last name is Woodmancy, and it's a lot easier to spell and say Highway Wildflowers than it is to remember Woodmancy. You might remember it, but you can't spell it. So. See, now when you send me the email, it's got an eight in it. So I had a sound yes. out for a minute. I'm like, K-A, and then it hit me. Oh, it's K. Okay, K. Hey, I get yeah. It. <laughs> yep, exactly. So how long have you been playing music, Caitlin? Um, pretty much from the womb. So my <laughs> parents were in a Christian rock and roll band when I was a kid and, uh, my mom was thumping on the bass and when she got too big, she just turned and thump on the side, you know? <laughs> and so, um, I've been born and raised in the church and music and my daddy taught me how to play the guitar. And then I started kind of really getting serious about it in like high school, of course, and had like a high school band. And then, um, I wrote music for, a lot of years. I'm 26 now and past couple years is when I started taking that music and actually doing something with it, you know? So. Okay. And you're in a, your group, the Holly Wildflowers. It's like all family, right? Mm -hmm. So it's me, my dad, and my uncle. And then, uh, you know, once in a while we'll have, uh, my sister or one of the neighbors, you know, come in, maybe play the bass, maybe sing some backups, things like that. So, but just kind of the core is us three. Okay. So that must be easy for practice because they can't, you can't hide from that. Right. And <laughs> they always say that I like, I pick on them. I'm like real harsh on them, but I am because it's easier to be harsh on them because they're family. I'd like, I would be like in the middle of practice. I'd like, that sucked. Let's do that again. <laughs> but they'll tell me the same for me. Daddy's yeah. like, yeah, let's try that in a different key, you know? So um, it's good and it's bad. <laughs> well, sometimes I think you need those people to kind of push you to, along and, especially like when you're your uncle and your dad, they want to see their, their little girl grow up and, and do good things. Right. So they're going to push you and they're going to make sure you're on practice and that you're doing everything they can. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I've never been coddled. Like they, you know, my dad's always been the one, even my mom, they'll say, all right, you got to practice or you got to do this, whether it was, you know, sports growing up in school or, or anything I've done. And I'm grateful for that. Maybe in the moment when I was having to run laps, you know, playing softball because I missed the ball, you know, I might have been mad, but I'm grateful for it now because it's made me better, especially as a musician. It's made me better when I don't see something right, I catch it. Or if it doesn't sound right, I can catch it. And I'm you know, you got to be open to criticism for sure. <laughs> so see, I didn't let my little girl hear this conversation because I'm, I, I've got <laughs> twins that are 13 and I pushed boy and girl, I pushed them really hard, but cause they don't want to practice or they don't same thing. Mm -hmm. Like I right, go run, go, go work out, go do whatever you got to do. Cause she wants to learn guitar. So right. I'm teaching, I'm teaching her the basics. Well, I taught her, you know, the GCD, but when I want her to get her, her hand strength. So I put her on mm -hmm. electric guitar cause it's, it's easier to hold the, the chords down right. the strings. And I taught her free falling. Cause you can stay mm -hmm. in the, in the D position and just move your pinky and your ring finger back and forth yeah. and play the whole song. And it will strengthen your hands. Yeah. <laughs> I went in there the other day cause I heard some guitar playing from, from her room and I'm like, what is that? And I went in there and she's playing uh Nirvana come as you are. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's not. And she's doing a really good job. Cause she decided to, <laughs> instead of daddy teaching her, she went to YouTube. Right. Going to YouTube. Hey, that's how you learn nowadays. We go to YouTube a lot when we can't figure out something. So. 
But yeah, I'm, I mean, I think that's a good lesson, whether it is singing or sport, whatever it is that you're passionate about, be willing to take criticism because right in the moment you might feel a certain way. You might be humiliated. You might feel like, gosh, I just, I can't get right. But when you look back, even an hour from then, you'll be like, okay, I'm glad I got that because now I got it actually right, you know, so. Now, can you play any other instruments besides the guitar? Yes. So I play uh, piano, bass, uh, guitar, ukulele, um, drums. So I kind of play a little bit of it all. Well, that's good. You, you, now yes. you can direct everything when you're out there playing. Right. Now, did your, right. did you get to play out live? Did your family go with you or is it just kind of you? Um, they go with me in the winter. I've been doing a lot of the songwriter stuff just because, okay. you know, out here it's cold. So nobody wants to go out out. <laughs> but uh we do go out and play we play like some of the local little bars and stuff like that and uh, we did like the songwriters festival in hendersonville so we do go out and play and then i do some solo stuff as well so i want to ask that because i've been trying to find uh festivals for for my band too so i've been do you have like a website or you just do like on the on the instagram and facebooks and look up festivals and just start hitting them up honestly i just like I follow a lot of musicians and when I see they're playing somewhere, I go look it up and say, okay, is this a vibe that we could go play at? And then I like scour the internet to try to find um, a contact um, that the specific songwriters festival we did, one of our neighbors did it the year before. So that's how we found out about that one. Um, so there is like a little bit of like, who you know in the industry but even if you don't know them if you know how to work facebook you can find them because you can follow somebody and say okay they're playing these places so obviously those places play music so then i go and i say okay what kind of music do they play because not everywhere is going to fit us and right. you know some places might be more rock and roll some places might be they want a full out band some people you know just depends on what it is so i you know, I follow a lot of music and I like a lot of different kinds of music. So I follow people. I say, okay, they're playing here. Let me go check that little place out. And then I just email and until I get an answer. <laughs> right. See, and that, I think that's the key. You got to know how to use Facebook. <laughs> yes, that's true. I'm so bad with social media. Yeah, that's, I mean, you gotta, you gotta be a little bit on that or going out to, you know, cause some people do it that way. They go out to go see shows and things mm -hmm. like that. But if you want to go out of, you know, a little bit of where you live. Um, like you can't just, you know, go on a Friday night and go, you know, check out all the different places. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, even Google is good, but Google's a little less reliable on um, like the actual contacting part. You know, a lot of times it's outdated. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've been trying to figure out, I got it with like the Georgia songbirds because somebody asked me one time, uh, because they were searching me. So you, you pop up right on Google. How do you do that? I'm like, I have no idea. I just, mm -hmm. I just send everything out everywhere. So that's, right. I guess the same thing for, for musicians is, and that's good advice for anybody listening. And like I said, for myself, is like, you just got to find, and I've heard that before is like, if you find mm -hmm. bands that sound like you or that you follow, just kind of see where they're playing and, and you know, music will, will be there too. Right. And as far as like getting a uh, top on Google, I do like social media stuff. So um, it's all about the algorithms, all about depending on what you are. If you're a business like you, you have a unique name. So when you Google Georgia Songbirds, you're going to pop up number one. Mm -hmm. Are your name's pretty unique? There are a few like 
songs that are called Highway or Wildflowers. So those will be in the mix of our Google. Um, so that, that helps having a unique name for your uh, band. So when someone types it in, they're going to find it. Um, but also the more websites and things you're on. So the more you're posting, the more uh, maybe if you can get interviews on vlogs or things like that, the more things you're on, the higher up on that Google search you're going to be too. So yeah. just a little insider. <laughs> Somebody told me one time that there's too much of like exposure when that happens. Like I, I, I just can't imagine that being the case. How can you right. too much exposure? I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, I get what they mean. Um, you know, I heard someone say something about, you know, uh, if you're having to go out and post all your stuff, then you're not really big or whatever, but I don't believe that to be true. I think it depends on what market you're trying to hit and who you're trying to, you know, get your music to. Um, if, if you're trying to get to a specific audience, um, then maybe those people should be posting it about it. But if you're trying to just get it out there. I don't think there's too much saturation. <laughs> you can always be posting. Right. And a lot of times they won't, you won't find it anywhere. You got to, you got to post and I'm learning how to tag right. now, what you guys call the hashtag. I always call the pound sign, you know? So it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The tagging, tagging's key too. sharing the different groups. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's all, that's all good keys right there. Now so you're you, getting it. <laughs> I'm getting it. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. You can teach an old dog new tricks. It just takes me a while yeah. to learn it. So Right. I, I'm like hitting her with the keys. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get this. And by the time I get it, something new comes along. I'm like, well, dadgummit. That's so now true. I gotta figure this <laughs> stuff out too. It happens. Yeah. Now, are, are you originally from Tennessee? I'm originally from Kentucky, okay. uh, just an hour outside of Nashville. Um, so I kind of grew up always coming here and um lived here for since I graduated high school. I mean, I've traveled and stuff in between. I've traveled all over the country, but this was always home after I graduated. So Okay. Yeah, I did. We did a, uh, I don't even notice, we did a Georgia versus Kentucky, Alabama, Georgia versus Kentucky songwriter showdown last year. Oh, every, cool. You're about to see it pop up a lot on the Georgia Songbirds if you hadn't already. We do yeah. every, it's a fourth annual Georgia versus series. We take eight songwriters from Georgia and put them against eight songwriters from another state. And we let them yeah. go head to head in a competition, kind of friendly competition. There's a few prizes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we did Kentucky last year and Kentucky won. They whooped our tail. I mean, that first <laughs> round, they just, it we Took had yeah we got we had we had somebody in the final four that we had one person mm -hmm. in the final four um who was it that clark sexton won the mm -hmm. whole georgia versus kentucky really great That's song awesome. he's in, i think he's in nashville too right now okay now you said you mean about a vlog did i see that you do like a blog or did you used to do like blog stuff i was trying to find your um, back in the, yeah i have i've bought the domain and everything i just ain't I haven't put all that. I've, I put more time into the social media. I haven't put a lot of time into the website yet. But um, I did used to do blog. Um, I traveled all around the country. So when I um, graduated high school, I moved across the country and I just loved the traveling. So um, I worked really hard for uh, a little over a year and I saved up a lot of money. And then I quit all my jobs and I traveled around the country for two months by myself. Um, and so I kind of did a vlog while I was doing that. And then, um, I met my husband and, and we, um, started traveling together all around the country. So I kind of continued to do that, but it's a little travel blog that I used to do. 
See, that's pretty cool. Let's talk about that a little bit too. Cause we're going to, we love your music. We're going to listen to it. I heard you guys play. Yeah. We hear more of it, but that's pretty interesting. Cause my wife wants to, when she retires, she's a sheriff's and military. So she's got a few more mm-hmm. years. She can retire. She wants to travel. So first she wants to go hiking. She wants to hike the Appalachian trail. So she wants me yes. to drive her. So she, she, cause she knows I'm not going to, I'm not walking that damn thing. I lived, the, I lived the mountain my right. whole life. There's no sense in me walking <laughs> up and down one. I can go outside. Yeah. But she said, what we'll do is we'll put a, uh, my recliner in a van and I can go play up and down the East coast while she's hiking. So I was, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That'd be fun. But, but tell her about the kind of places that you've, you've been, tell us more about that. Cause that seems so interesting to, to just to take time out and travel and yes. things you see. So where, where are like the favorite places you've been? What have you seen? Just tell right. some stories from that. That's, that sounds so much fun. Yeah. So I kind of like based my road trip, um, around the national parks that was kind of like my like map and then I just as I was driving filled the spaces in between so I started out um and I did most of it by myself but I had a couple weeks where I had friends meet me and um they would like go on vacation for a week um so I started out in Tennessee and I went all the way up to New York um first of all trying to drive a travel trailer through new york the toll was 90 dollars, and it was nuts um but i did all that and then i um because when i started i, I started out in the winter time um so it was um a little bit chilly and snowy so instead of going like from new york back across the states i come back down um and then i went through the bottom all the way uh through texas all the way out all the way to california and then i did the bottom of california to the top of california and then back across the top of the united states okay. and uh, some of my favorite places just to list a few tent rocks national monument monument it's in new mexico super amazing it's like one of those that you see in pictures where it's like these um like rock formations and like you're going through and it's like this tight and you're like having to go sideways like walk through it Uh um so it was really really cool um anywhere in utah all of utah is just beautiful me and my husband actually went and work camp there um after i traveled there and um the hiking all of it's beautiful. The weather's amazing. Um, anywhere there. Um, but there's a little place in Utah called Canaraville Falls. And uh, it's like 29 bucks to get in or something. Um, no, it's $12 to get in. It might have went up by now, but it's $12 to get in. And they only let 129 people in there a day. So you have to get there early um, and it's this hike that goes in and out of the canyons and in and out of waterfalls and water. So you like you go and you get to this like waterfall and then there's a stick and you have to climb up the stick to get up the waterfall <laughs> to keep going on the hike. It's kind of nuts, but it's really, really cool. And that was in Utah? Um, mm-hmm, in Utah. Okay. I'm making notes. So I can take my wife to some of these places because that I'll do. Yes. Yes. And I mean, of course, you know, Yosemite, there are like places that you have to go like once in your life, Grand Canyon, Arches National Park, uh, Yosemite, like those big heavy hitters, like the National Park wise, they're that for a reason. (laughs) Um, 
Route 66 was totally worth it. Now it's a little bit different. A lot of the original Route 66 is actually closed off and you drive on the new highway, which, which just follows it directly. And you can get off and like, you know, explore. And then some of it you could drive on, but a lot of it you have to drive on the new highway and then you just get to see it or go. You have to like park and you can walk and stuff, but definitely worth it. Classic. So those are kind of my top recommendations. Yeah, I, I haven't been, I, I, I haven't done like the travel that way, but I've been to a lot of those places. Like we went to new, we drove to Maine uh, a couple years ago because my, my mm -hmm. wife's father lives in Maine. So we took my mom, she was still alive to Maine. She loved it because the weather was nice. It was cool. It was June and it was like 60 degrees. And I remember this lady like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's so hot. I'm like hot. I said, this is, hot. It, it, I said, this Georgia's hotter at night than this is right now. Cause it was June. Right. I'm like, please. Yeah. I love this weather. So we, we, right. I know when we drove back down, you mentioned New York. Did you go through New York City with the travel trailer? I did. Oh, my so God. So I didn't go through <laughs> New York City because the toll was going to be $90. So I did. Um, we parked like right outside the city and mm -hmm. then took a taxi into the city. It was still like a $40 toll or something. It was crazy. Uh, <laughs> but even just the outside, what I was like, this is crazy. This traffic is nuts. We we actually went uh, in 1999. My my family on a vacation. We took a camper, mm -hmm. and to go under the bridge is a tow. They wouldn't let you in because of the propane. You had to go oh. uh, around. That so it was like I don't remember. I was, I was a kid. I didn't really pay attention at that time. You know, I was 20. Right. I was well. I say kid. I was probably 22, 23. I didn't pay attention. My dad was driving the camper. I wasn't driving it. Right, and I, and I remember going to New York, and the cops were kicking at the cars because the traffic was so bad. And I told my wife, I said, "Next time we actually go to New York, and because I want to go at Christmas time, I'd love to stay around mm -hmm. uh, Rockefeller, um, and yes. see the big tree on Christmas time." I said, "But I'm not driving. I said we will take Uber or taxi no. or whatever. Uh, yeah, we'll just fly walk in. <laughs> traffic was so bad. And the last time we went to New York, when we came down from Maine, we didn't go to New York City." I remember we drove, and I've said this before on the show, it's funny. I came back down, and we stopped at the gas station, had to fill my truck up. And so I'm mm -hmm. sitting there, and there's this guy trying to change his tire. And he's having the hardest time to change his tire. And my wife says, go help him. I'm like, do we have time? She goes, yes. All right. So I went over there, and I helped him. And uh, bless his heart, he didn't know how to change a tire. And he's like, you're from the South, aren't you? And I'm like, how can you tell? <laughs> he said, well, besides your accent, you're the first person that actually came over and helped me. Yeah, stop and help or <laughs> ask if you're okay. Yep. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is I had no idea that there were certain highways that like RVs were not allowed on or like more than certain axles. So I was on this highway thing and I'm fine. And these people are honking at me and they're like pointing. I'm like, what is going on? And there was a sign that said, you like, it said something, either axles or something, you can't be on this highway. And so I get off the exit, but then I'm like GPS and I'm like, I don't know where to go. So I just get back on it and <laughs> I prayed I didn't get pulled over. You might be like in Jersey just, or something. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly don't know where I was, but they were honking at me and they were like, why are you on this highway? And I'm like, because I don't know where else to go. <laughs> so uh, there might be a warrant out there for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> driving on the highway I ain't supposed to. Now, yeah, that's my wife. Went, like, we went, we go on travel. She's more of like a foodie person. So we'll eat. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I look like I eat more than she does, but she loves to eat. She's a, like the military, so she's always running. I guess she's just always hungry. 
so we're going to go to these places like we're just going to get like in a, either an rv take the camper and park at the parks and drive a motorcycle mm-hmm. or a little slingshot around and go to these foodie places because yes. a lot of those places you mentioned i've been to like i've been to utah i took my mm-hmm. uh, oldest son he's 26 on a uh, father-son trip and oh, we cool. went to utah because one of the schools we stayed in salt lake city and uh there was a place outside of there because we got chick-fil-a I, I drove looking for a chick-fil-a <laughs> It was hard to find, but I found one yeah. and I'm, I remember going and, and there, it was so nice in Utah. I mean, we, we saw the Salt Lake city, the actual, uh, the Salt Lakes. Did yeah. you go there too? When you was in Utah? I didn't get to go to the flats. That's the uh, one place I didn't get to go. It smelled so bad. It was, I, oh, I really? it, oh, it was horrible. It looks good, but it smells bad. Oh, it was horrible. It was like, I was like, it's like, smell like dead fish. I was like, oh, <laughs> See, that's why I like that's talking about other things. You talk about your travel, and that's always fun for me. That's, that's something that people usually do when they get older, and to do it when you're younger right. is cool. And that's why I did it, because, I mean, I could do a lot more. I don't know if in 10 years I'm going to be able to hike like I did <laughs> I did already. I I don't know if I'd want to <laughs> either. I and I then also, <laughs> I, right, and I've wrote a lot of good songs because of that experience as well um one particularly um I wrote I was driving this was at the end of that trip um I was in North Dakota and I had went I think it was North Dakota I went to the the monument where the presidents are Mm -hmm. um the on the in the rock and um I had stayed the night at a at a uh, whatchamacallit an rv park and the guy when i checked in he said hey it's gonna get cold tonight you got a heater and everything i was like yeah well my heater i didn't realize when i went to go get out my dog had chewed the cord so then the neighbor guy he was like oh let me fix it so he rigged it up for me and fixed my little heater um and everything and they were like i was just gonna get chilly just make sure you have it on and i was like okay i wake up the next morning it's like 10 inches of snow I'm like, this is not a little cold. This is crazy. Um, But it was a blessing because um, that was the night my grandfather passed away. So I was parked and they, you know, had called me and said, hey, he passed away. You know, it was just a blessing that I got snowed in because otherwise I would have been on the road, you know, bad. So after that, I started to head back home. And um, there was still like, even though it had snowed a couple of days before the roads were still, you know, icy and it was still like snowing, but not a lot. It was just kind of flurries. And, um, I had, I was driving as slow as I could and as good as I could, but I hydroplaned into a ditch, no damage. I got out, I was fine, but then up the road, they had closed the highway. And so I had to just get off and, you know, wait till they open it back up. And so I was on this exit. It was all just truckers and me <laughs> on this exit waiting for the highway. And so I sat in my car and I just got my guitar out and I started playing. And it one of my best songs come from that, you know, just sitting and, you know, just the whole experience and just, you know, having that time just where you just couldn't do anything. You just had to sit and wait. So, uh those experiences, I'm grateful that I did those young, for sure. Well, let's listen to one of your songs. Which one do you want to listen to first? Um, you want to listen to uh, the new one? Sure. I'm going to share the screen with you so you can see it. Can you mm-hmm. see that? Yeah. Okay. So which one do we want to listen to? Well, I don't know. Should we go down the line or should we? 
Yeah, let's just do the new one. So writing secrets. This is the one I just come out with a couple days ago. Um, and uh, do you want to hear the story behind it? Or? Of course. I'm a songwriter. Okay. I love hearing the story <laughs> behind the songs. So one of my friends uh, had sent me uh, an audio track and he was like, hey, you want to write to this? And so I was listening to it and, you know, I come up with some words and things like that. And uh, and once I come up with words, I wanted to make it my own. Um, and I'm not amazing. I play guitar to write music. You know, I'm not like a picker or anything. So and he was he's an amazing guitarist. Um, his name is Dylan Reed. And so um, I was like, I can't play this. So me and my dad sit down, we listen and we just figured out how to play it to sound similar, you know, to get the same vibe. But mm-hmm. um, and uh, turns out he was like, yeah, you changed the chord progression, but it sounds really good. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> he was like, no, it's fine. He was like, I just wanted you to have. He said what I, you know, that was like he just he thought of me and he was like, I want her to write to this. So, but, um, that's kind of how it come about. And like the story behind it. Um, I, and I was born and raised in the South, you know, born and raised in the church. Um, so I've not, I'm not saying I've not have problems, but I don't drink and I don't, you know, do anything like that. And, uh, a lot of people just think that's weird, especially in, in, uh, you know, music, you go and hang out and watch people's shows and everybody's always drinking. They're like, oh, you want something? I'm like, no, it's not my thing. And they're like, oh, why? Like, what do you mean why? I don't have to have an excuse why. Um, so one of the lines in here uh, that it's a great line, but I hesitated putting it in the song because I didn't want <laughs> people at my church to be like, she was a drinker because I'm not. I just wrote the line because it sounded like a good line. Um, but it was like, uh, uh, it's been a while, but I'm completely sober. And it's like, I've been completely sober my whole life. <laughs> but, you know, it was for the song and it sounded really good. So, um, and what else is in the song? Uh, I don't know. Let's listen to it and then I can talk about it. Okay. Yes, that's what people, if they're not a songwriter, a lot of times they get that, like, why did you write that? Because sometimes you write about a different point of view, you know? It, right. Uh, and not all my songs i mean my husband asked me he was like who's that about i'm like no one i just it sounded good so you know it's like oh what was that story it's like there's not a story i just you know it came to me i just said it i got a song (laughs) yeah one of the songs i recently wrote um is like that it you know i was i was talking about it was a travel song and i was talking about georgia so i'll have to maybe play it for you um georgia and then um California and then I was like I need to have somewhere up north and so I like tried uh some different ones and uh my husband has some family in Chicago so I was like oh let me shout out Chicago so I put uh in the song a lover in Chicago and he was like who did you date in Chicago I was like no one I just (laughs) wanted to use Chicago See that that's that, that shows a difference. It happened to me too when I was younger. The difference is like a younger songwriter because you have to. I wasn't there. Like I wrote a song that's gonna be on the album called "Bad for Me," and I yeah. played it for my wife. She goes, "Is that about a stripper?" I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "Okay," <laughs> because I used to work when I met her. I was working at a strip club. I was working the door, and we yeah. we met online, right? And I told mm-hmm. her where I worked, but she didn't put two and two together. To yeah, I take, probably didn't believe you. Right. You know, to I, to I took yeah. her out to, to dinner and I'm paying. I have all these ones in my wallet. So I'm paying. She goes, you in a strip club? I was like, I told you that's where I work. 
Yeah. Oh, so I didn't say it that. It makes much. sense. <laughs> love it. I love but, it. Right, I'm going to mute us and play Writing Secrets. So as soon as you hear it, just give me a thumbs up. Okay. I'm, I'm, I make my notes so I can know where he's coming on the thing. Um, yes, thank you. So I'm sitting listening to it. Mm-hmm. I, I get this image in my head, right? It's, it sounds like it should be in sync, like a CW show where the girl is like 
dancing in a room. She's going home. She's done with a, a bad relationship. Yes. And just packing up and driving down the beach and headed home. Like I don't even remember the show, the OC It's just that popped in my head, something like that. Love it. Love it. Yeah. It's like a power song. I think uh, <laughs> it's definitely fun. Um, just something like I could, I, I would put it on my road trip playlist. Like mm -hmm. I actually did, <laughs> you know, that kind of, that kind of vibe. And that's what I was going for. So thank you. <laughs> I, I love the line. Forget the fame. I'm doing it my way. I'll yeah. do it my way. I love that. I love that line. Yeah. And for me, I mean, making it is not everybody knows my name. Making mm -hmm. it is that I can play music and do what I love. That's it. Yep. Um, if that means that I still work a regular job and play music on the side, Hey, guess what? I still get to play music every week. You know what I mean? Um, ideally maybe one day it's like you just play music and you don't have to have a second job, but you know, to me, like I get to play music like mm -hmm. all the time I get to write, I get, I save money where I can record. That's making it to me. And, um, I think that's where, um, people lose their focus. They might start out that way. Um, but they start getting, you know, getting on this role and then it's never good enough. And you got to remember what, why you do it for. You don't write songs for other people. Um, you write songs to, first of all, it's a creative outlet. Uh, to me, I've born and raised that it was a gift. It was a gift from God, you know, that, you know, I'm able to do that. And, um, it's, you know, given hope and, all this to whoever listens and sometimes it's just for myself like there are songs I haven't released because those were songs that was a release for me and you know that that's an outlet that I can use so definitely <laughs> thank you yeah see and and I'm glad you said that because a lot of that that question comes up a lot you know that's that's always a topic that people want to say oh are you making it well I think everybody makes in their own eyes right mm -hmm. and you make you make it you make what you get. So like if are you said you have a, you have a full-time job too, you work, what do you do besides mm -hmm. music? Uh, financial aid. <laughs> financial aid. Actually. See, yeah. now, did I see that you were a scare actor too? Cause I tried to look up some stuff. Oh yes, I do scare acting. That is a fun passion for me. <laughs> uh, of course that's all full time because you know, it's seasonal, but right. love it. We have a Valentine's haunted house coming up a couple weeks from now. So see, that's also one of my, my creative outlets. <laughs> There's a place here called Paranoia. They they do about they're doing it this year for the first time. They always had like uh um the Christmas they had a Christmas horror show on the weekend. Of course, Halloween they do it a month long. I think Christmas right. they just do it month of December, only on the weekends. And I saw they're doing a Valentine's Day. And they always are asking for actors. And I would love to do that. So you got to talk more about that because that's one thing my daughter even wants to do. She's like, let's go do that, Daddy. Let's go, let's go be scare people. Yes. It is so fun. Um, I know there's like always a scare of getting punched, but as long as you scare correctly, you're not going to get hit. <laughs> People might swing at you, but you're not going to get hit. <laughs> um, but it's really, really, it's like a thrill. Now I will tell you, I get terrified in there. Like I'm the actor, but I'm scared. So we go in there. Usually the lights are on when you go in, you go to your spot, you're in all this makeup and stuff, but you got to think, then they turn out the lights. Then you've got these flashing lights, you got this crazy music, and you're just waiting for people to come in. I mean, my heart's racing. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the scariest thing ever. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I in here? And then I start praying. And I'm like, dear Heavenly Father, just please protect us all. You know, I'm just like praying in this haunted house, like, okay, come on. <laughs> and then someone comes and then you scare them and then you got that adrenaline. And they just like, 
you're like, okay, now we'll keep coming or whatever. But I mean, I do get scared in there. <laughs> it's dark. It's got this scary music and you're just like waiting for someone to come around the corner. And then towards the end of the night, when you know it's about time to leave, um, you get scared too. Cause it's like, they're going to leave me in here. They're not going to come get me. And <laughs> you're just like, okay, like, it's time. Where are they at? Where's the manager? Because no one's going to get me. I'm going to be left in here <laughs> as if I couldn't just walk out or something, but you know, but it is fun, but it is scary in there. See, you're talking, the about, like, you're talking about praying in there. I think that would scare me more if I walk into a haunted house and all you hear is somebody praying. Is somebody praying? Oh my God. I would like, what, the, what, what are we doing? Yes. Wait a minute. That Look, would <laughs> At my church, we speak in tongues, so I can imagine my granny getting in there and speaking in tongues and freaking some people out. <laughs> that would be scarier um, than anything because you're already because your mind is racing. I'm I'm horrible. Right, you're like, places. what is this person doing? Mm -hmm. If this actor is scared and she's praying, I need to get out of here. Yeah, you, you need we to do a. a we do a pitch black one too, where all the lights are out. There's no like mm -hmm. even effects lights and they get each group gets one glow stick. And, uh, that's this, I did it last year. I was an actor in there and you're, I mean, as an actor, you're just in the pitch black waiting for somebody to come with the glow stick. And this year I told him, I said, I can't do it. I'll be at the door. <laughs> I said, but I can't be in the dark. I said, I, I said, I barely made it. I barely made it last year. <laughs> You should you should pitch to them that you're about to pray and sit there and just pray it over a loudspeaker while they're in the dark. It's like, oh dear heavenly father. Yes. Yeah, that that would freak yes. everybody out because I'm horrible with those things because it, I'm not scared because I got to keep the kids and everything. They'll get me every now and then with a jump scare, right. but I, that, I'm no fun for the actors because I'm I'm not scared. It doesn't scare me. <laughs> yeah. I'm bringing my kids and my my wife to get scared. They're the ones that get chased and run and scream and right. And I'm, I'm just you just laughing. have no reaction. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm not one of those people you guys hate that walks in like, why are you here? You're supposed to scare, you're supposed to scare you. No, you're fine. Who, <laughs> it, who I don't like is like these weird and it's always mostly not going to say always, but it's mostly boys who are teenagers and they're trying to be cool, but mm. they're really scared and they like come back at you like, Ugh! and it's like, what? You came here to get scared. Don't act like you're going to scare me. Or there's a trend this year and i don't know where it come from but barkers have you heard of like people who bark uh like yeah but not as a trend <laughs> i mean we I've, they've been doing that since arsenio hall show like woof, 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 woof. <laughs> no i mean like these these kids just come through and they like at a, instead of like screaming like they're scared they're like barking at you and i'm <laughs> like okay and when they start barking i just turn around because i'm like you're you're not worth it you're not worth the scare <laughs> Yeah. That's, I remember I took my oldest son one time to a haunted house. Uh, I don't know if it was in Disneyland because we went to California, I think is where it was at. And I remember I walked in there and I have him because he's scared. He hates something. He will not go. It's funny. His, his fiance, he's getting married in October because she's big into dark Halloween stuff and witch stuff, mm -hmm. all that stuff. She loves, she loves it. It's spooky, but she, he hates it. Right. So he, it's funny that he's marrying somebody that's what he hates. Right. Total opposite. <laughs> So, but we're walking into this haunted house and this little girl in front of me, I guess she got separated. She grabbed hold of me and would not let go. I had to walk her and my son <laughs> like, out of the, I thought it was so funny. <laughs> and then we get out and her mom's like, yeah. here you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I like, I like working the door a lot because you're still, you're still acting. Um, but it's more, um, 
uh, what do we call it? Like, I, I can't think, can't think of the word, but you're, you're more like interacting, like you're talking with people, but mm -hmm. in your creepy voice or like in your character and then people go in and then they, you know, people do jump scares and stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of what I prefer is like the kind of talking acting or being in a scene where you like act, act out rather than just like jumping out. Um, and I don't like being creepy, if that makes sense. Um, there's like a difference in like creepy scares and I'm not creepy. Like it's like people who like sit in a rocking chair and like go back and forth and stare at you. I'm not I'm not creepy enough. That's for that. the stuff I love to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at that. So you could take that. Because I would sit there and rock. And when the guy started barking, I would jump up and I'd right. come to him. <laughs> and see, you probably scare off at me. I tried. Uh, I was in a scene where there was a rocking chair. And then it was like a scene that you could kind of walk around. So I tried a couple times sitting in the rocket chair and doing that and it never got anybody. So then I started doing my whole acting thing. And that's when I got people. I've had people fall out, pee their pants. <laughs> 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 and they usually don't tell you right then, but they walk away and they're like, I'll just pee my pants like to their friends or something. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny, <laughs> but yeah, that's fun. And listen, if uh, these people like hearing my stories, you're going to like hear my songs because this is my brain. Yes. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that my, my brain does because I do all this random stuff and it all compiles it to me and who I am. So. See, I, I remember we went to Paranoia the first um, first time I took the kids and the freakiest thing I saw, they had a teenager. Well, she might have been 12, maybe 13. She was mm -hmm. really young. She was dressed up like, like Annabelle, kind of like a doll character on a tricycle. Back and forth, just pedaling through the lines. Freak. Yeah. I mean, it was like, that was the scariest thing in the whole place. I'm like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> She's just so like coming in. She don't have to say anything. Yeah. Mm -mm. Now, do they do your makeup and all that stuff, too, for you? Mm -hmm. They do. They have. We do. Um, where I'm at, they do um, airbrush and everything like that. So okay. they do an amazing job. I do like on TikTok. I do like makeup. um videos where I take off my makeup and then I tell like the stories that happen. So like those instances where somebody's coming in and they pee their pants or anything that crazy that happens, I'll take off my makeup while I'm telling that story. So, so what's your uh, TikTok handle? Um, K8 Lynn Ray adventures. So okay. it's the same K8 um, Lynn Ray adventures. So same as my like personal Instagram. And then like all my music stuff is under highway wildflowers music. Okay. Yeah, anything like that, always give a shout out to it or whatever. I have no problem with you telling everybody because they want to find you. That's, that's interesting. Yes. I'm yeah. not a big on TikTok, <laughs> but my, I know my, my daughter likes watching some of the videos. I won't mm -hmm. let her have her own TikTok. So she'll look on there and she'll, cause she's, you know, she's 13. She doesn't need one. Yeah. Right? She don't need it. Yeah. Same thing with Instagram. She has an Instagram for her dog. That's all she gets. <laughs> right. And she can scroll and see. Yeah, that's, I mean, I do, um, I run a lot of Instagrams because like I said, I do some social media for some places. Um, and uh, so I have my personal one and then I have uh, my music one and then I have, I do the one for the church and just a lot of just random ones. But um, my personal one is K, the number eight, L-Y-N, 
RAE Adventures, so Caitlin Ray Adventures, and then Howie Wildfires Music is all things music, and pretty much all platforms, it's the same. So okay, I have to. I followed. I know the highway. I have to follow the other one too. Yeah. Um, here, since you since you do social media stuff, that let me ask you a question. I have a question that I don't know the answer to. Maybe you do. Yes. Uh, because I told you earlier we do the Georgia versus. I know how to, to give people access to my Facebook page, right? So mm-hmm. so that they can go live. They're going live or uploading videos. Um for the first round and as he gets eliminated, I take him off and they can't do it anymore. Is right. there a way to do that on Instagram where I can give them access and they can go live from my page or upload a video to my page? That's a good question. I have never done that. The only way that I've done it on Instagram is I've logged in for mm-hmm. someone else. Is there a way probably because Facebook owns Instagram now, like they're one in the same. Um, I just don't know how. I, I've always just logged in, but have you tried the uh, meta business yet? Mm-hmm. So I wonder, cause you can like post on there for Instagram and Facebook um, at the same time, instead of right. doing separate. I wonder if in there, there's an option for that, but I, I don't to, know. I have to see because videos are weird. Videos are going, they don't really take them on Instagram. Right. So, I mean, right. they can, you can do them, but people want to do it's a real. Or, right. Right. So I yeah. don't, I don't think you can for what I do. Cause the first round is two songs, right? They get two, it's all original. So it's two songs. Mm-hmm. So that's going to take them 10 minutes, maybe. Right. They're not going to mm-hmm. have you. You're not going to put a 10 minute video up on that, that I right. know unless you go live. And that's why I'm curious if you could just, if I can give them access and they can just go live on both or, or whatever. Well, okay. If you go live, you can invite someone to your live. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have to be going live. So I could, I would, ha- I, if I went live on the songbirds, I could invite whoever I wanted to play live, and they could play that way. Mm-hmm. Would it I sp- think split screen it or anything, or can I just like give them their whole screen? I think it splits it. There might be options on there, because um, you know they're constantly updating it. Mm-hmm. So um, there might be options on there, but you can definitely uh, go live and then invite somebody, and then I mean you could just have your logo or something on there, you know, mute yourself or whatever if you wanted to. Do they, um, do they still give you an hour? Because I think that's what Instagram used to do, just an hour. Yeah, I think so. Unless it's changed recently. Yeah. Okay. Because that's why, like I said, with these, I do Zoom. I can go live now with Zoom onto YouTube. I have a YouTube. I can do it that way. Mm-hmm. But the issue I've always had, one, is YouTube is, they always get these people that are jumping on and trolling and I can't, I can't <laughs> have an interview and, and, and start taking right. things off. So what I wanted to do, and um, I think I'm going to start doing it, is I want to have... Like, like we're doing when we do Zoom interviews, I'll have like mm-hmm. one or two guests tops and they'll listen in, right? And I'll mute them right. and I can type questions in, in the chat. And then at the end, we'll do like a Q&A stuff that maybe I didn't ask or stuff they want to mm-hmm. ask you. And they would come on and they would ask you their questions. Yeah. So that, yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. So you, if, as a, as a artist, you wouldn't mind if I did something like that in the future? No, or... I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you might, I mean, I don't know who would you get to be on there to ask the questions? Like, how would you find those people? Well, that's people from songbird. So what I would do is I would post my schedule. Like this is who I'm, I'm have coming on this week. If you want to be part of it. Then oh, I, I gotcha. Like people who, who right. maybe they listen to their music and they have questions or yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Like for example, I'll pull up my schedule. Real. See, I don't know how to put the schedule on there without doing it manually. But like, for example, I have, uh, well, I've got BB Palmer, but he's coming to the house. Uh, do you use Calendly? 
I don't know what that is, so no. <laughs> uh, you should look that up. So Calendly is like a, a internet calendar where you can put availability, uh, use it a lot for hiring people or like doing interviews, um, but you like put availability, times, dates, and everything, and then you send the link to somebody and then they can click the date and then pick the time that they want and then it schedules it for you. Okay. What's the, how do you spell that? Is it that calendar and then without the. Uh, yeah. So it's like calend, like, like calendar, just not the AR and then L Y. So like calendy. L-Y. Calendly. Mm -hmm. okay. Calend mm -hmm. Cal there's L Y at the end. Really? Mm -hmm. So it's okay. like calendy. It's, it's, it's a made up word that they made <laughs> up, but. <laughs> I, I wrote it down so that I would. It's a I would cool app. It. Yes. <laughs> well, let's listen to another one of your songs. Which one do you want to do next? Let's do blue. Blue. Okay. Let mm -hmm. me share the screen again. And as always, uh, tell me the story behind blue. Yeah. So blue, um, this one, I was living in a house um, and I had my piano right up to the window and um, I just kind of was like in a songwriter's like mood where I was just like looking out the window and I was like, I was like playing my piano and I was just in my feels. And so um, I was thinking about um, just, it wasn't a specific person um, or anything, just, you know, thinking about love stories and how people meet and how, you know, when you're, when you are pursuing somebody or you're in love with somebody, like, it doesn't matter who else is in the room or what else is going on. Like you're the only, they're the only person that you see. Like it could literally be a, you know, a crowded room. That's one of the lyrics full of people, but all you're seeing is them. And that, I mean, that's love, you know what I mean? Um, and there's a lot of people, you know, who have insecurities and things like that. And, you know, this is kind of like saying, no, all I see is you because when you are in that love place, um, it doesn't matter if the America's Next Top Model is <laughs> in the room. What you're seeing is that person that you love. And um, uh, the bridge, um, I was thinking about, so I had a friend and um, they were, they had dated um, someone for years and it was a relationship where the parents didn't approve and, um, and he was a lot older than her and um but they were you know from the outsider's perspective perfect for each other and I went on vacation with them once and um we were at the beach and I was sitting on the sand and they were out playing in the waves and she was just a little video thing and those waves were like crashing and knocking her over and he was just like the strong and steady there like picking her up being there for her and it was just like this sweet moment and I thought about that in the bridge you know uh, the bridge says the sunset painted like a picture. I step back and capture it. Like I was seeing this moment that they were having this love moment that they would look back on years from now. And she'll probably remember that. It's like, remember when we were, you know, at the beach and I was just getting tumbled by the waves and you were just this strong and steady for me. Um, and, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the inspiration for the bridge you know it's like the sunset painting like a picture i step back and capture i'm st stepping back out of the moment and seeing someone else's like love story unfold um and when you do that in your own love story you kind of 
romanticize it a little bit more because uh, sometimes when you're in it, you forget the beauty. So blue is just a, a lot of those things and more. Um, I actually recorded this. Um, one of my friends, Nolan Neal, he's passed away now. Um, but he record, he recorded um, all of, all of it. We just uh, was in his basement and recorded everything um, except for drums and it was like maybe a year later and um, someone else had put some drums on it for me and I finally got to put it out um, and he passed away. I don't think that he ever got to hear it actually out. I mean, of course he heard, you know, the version that he did. He just didn't get to hear with the drums and out or whatever. Um, but it was, you know, just all of it wrapped in one. Blue is just romanticizing your own life, stepping back and looking at your love story or someone else's love story and kind of seeing it unfold. So it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, nice. I'm going to mute us and play blue. Okay.
That is another good one. Thank you. It's Thank you. it's it's very popish, kind of just because of the the poetry poetry in it. But it's so good. It mm -hmm. reminds me of um, Natasha Benningfield, right? The Pocket Full of Sunshine. Yes, thank you. <laughs> That's a big compliment. So uh, just listen to it again. I was just thinking about write, you know, writing and thinking about the words. And the chorus is not so romantic. So <laughs> now that I, you know, I was sitting in the windowsill, I was thinking about this whole thing. So I wrote, and then when I wrote the chorus, I was thinking about, um, so it says, when I was weak, you were strong. When I was broken, you were bold, sitting there in the room. And then um, the last line is, all I see is you in the color blue. The color blue is, you know, the reason why I say that is because, you know, when you think of, when people say I'm feeling blue, they're feeling sad. Um, and the chorus was, she sat, you know, like, I was thinking, I'm sad because it, it doesn't work out in the end. You know what I mean? Um, when you step back and you look back at it, it, it didn't work out in the end. So even though the, the, verses and the the bridge were inspired by a great love story the uh chorus was a little less and um that's where kind of the color blue come from it's like um the sadness that you feel when it doesn't work out or the sadness maybe in the moment of why you're you're sitting there listening to this song and the reason why you know you're to fight whatever it is um uh you know so the blue represents like the sadness that comes from having those memories so See, what was the uh, what was the chorus again? What was the words? Um, when I was weak, you were strong. When I was broken, you were bold. Standing okay. there in a yeah. Mm -hmm. When when you said that the when the first time I heard it, I thought it was said it was both. It said that when I was strong, you were both. I was like, oh, that's a good line though. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's what I heard. It and then I, then I listed it again. I was like, both. Oh, okay, I get where yeah. you're going with it. But you said both. I was like, ooh, because that just gave me the image of like you know the guy was weak and strong at the same time. Very I like vulnerable. that. I mean, I should have wrote that. I mean, <laughs> too late now, right? <laughs> too late, too late. Sorry, yeah. Now, I, I love co-writers. If you ever want to write, I'm more. I'm down for sitting there doing. We can do Zoom like this, or if I'm in Nashville, I can come, or you're down in Georgia, you can come down here, and we can we can yes. write. I love I love co-writing because as and and in Tennessee, you know, most that's kind of what you got to do. Now, mm -hmm. that's if you. You can write yourself. I write all my songs. I write songs for the band, but I've gave right. them the songwriting bug because they 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 hear me listen writing songs out. Like, Ooh, and and any I think anybody that has that that creative mentality, once mm -hmm. you get around other people, it just brings them out. And right. It 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 changes it changes the whole thing. I'm just starting getting into writing with other people. Um, of course, like I've wrote with my dad for years. You know, we just have always been in the same um you know you know he'll listen to a song and he'll be like I mean he'll tell me if it's bad or he'll tell me hey that's good or whatever and we bounce off of each other he's like one of my best friends so um but besides that I hadn't wrote with a lot of people um but I recently started you know getting with people and writing and it just takes your songwriting to a different place it's like your your individual songs might be amazing and they're hits whatever um but then the songwriting you do with other people it's the same it's like they're hits but it's a different type of you right it's like pulling something out of you that you didn't know you had um bouncing off other people it's really really fun right i look at it as you mentioned moments when some people write songs i, I think a lot of times songwriters want to put too much of a story into a song 
you know, mm-hmm. and they make it sad. All we do, we all do it. We all put dark it, it stuff in there, yeah. <laughs> right? So, but yeah. I think if you capture that moment, it's funny. So to me, when I think of co-writing, I think of something like, for example, they're at the beach, right? You're watching them. Mm-hmm. So co-writing is a person standing next to you watching them. What do they, what do they see out of it? What do they see? Exactly. Exactly. It's like different perspectives from the same the same moment or the same story. And I think you're right. I think there's value in writing a story, um, but it doesn't always have to be about the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can just be a line or, you know, something. The stories are great and, you know, the stories sell. People love to hear a story, um, but it's the story behind it that matters more. You froze up there for, for a second. All I heard was more. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying um, there's, uh, more to, um, to like good songwriting than just getting the story. I think, um, sometimes the stories are good. Um, but it's a lot of times that moment and then rather it's the story behind rather than getting to the end of your song and that being the end of the story. Cause also, um, there's a lot of people, I mean, so she's a huge songwriter. She does this. She has stories within her stories within her songs. Like this song connects to this song connects to this song. Um, Panic at the Disco. They kind of did the same thing. Theirs was with their videos. If you've never seen this, you need to go find it on YouTube. Oh yes. So their music videos um, come out all these different years, but if you rearrange them, it tells the complete story. Oh, that's it's cool. Nuts. So like it's like. I don't, I don't know if he had written all these songs before or if he wrote the story before, but somehow he made each of these music videos in a different order tell a whole story. It's really, really cool. So I'd probably say he, he did it on purpose, but it probably was completely by accident. <laughs> right. And it just worked out. Yeah. But I mean, it's really cool. So something fun to look up on YouTube. See, that, that is cool because like I said, I, I know when you write songs, sometimes the lines that are so good in a song, you want to bring them into the other songs because it's a good line, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's so yeah. many visuals. I do that all the time. And, and I, I catch myself and when I can't think of a word or, or a phrase, I'll go back to another song. Okay. I'll just make it connect that way. Right. And because the line works like, and it's like, it's not something major. It's more like, you know, staring at each other's eyes or what right. I have a song called, sounds good. Right. I have, each, I have a song called each other's eyes. It's different than the song, the moment that I write that has, they're staring in each other's eyes. Right. right. So it, it all connects. Mm-hmm. I didn't exactly. mean to, but I ran out of words. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you got to do co-writes too, because yes. then you get more words in your vocabulary. <laughs> people, people bounce off and give you those ideas. Yeah. When it's funny, cause you, you sent me, like, I, I get music sent to me all the time and you reached out to me and like, yeah, I'll take a listen. And the first thing when I heard, I saw blue before I even heard, it, I'm like, Oh, she did a cover of Leanne Rhymes. And I'm like, <laughs> let's see what it sounds like. And then when yeah. I played it, it's like, I was so pleasantly surprised because I'm not a big fan of covers. I know people have to do it when you play out mm-hmm. and it's fun to change them. Now I will yeah. do that. Uh, but I loved your voice and you mentioned you do, do you do covers too when you play it out? Yeah, we do. We play it like bars and stuff. So you got to do covers, um, but we mix some originals in there, but I, like you said, do covers in my own way. Um, I've just, some of them I can do exactly like it, but a lot of them I just I, I just do it my own way. It might be because I can't play the guitar like they play the guitar, <laughs> you know. But I just yes. kind of try to do it my own style. So 
see now that I'll, I'll, I like because I mm-hmm. do the same thing because I, I can't play. I'm not the greatest guitar player. I can play enough to get by. Right. It's, Me too. I'll do a cover of Prince When Doves Cry and I changed mm-hmm. it. And I've, the people have heard his podcast, they know where I'm going and heard the story. Uh, but it's, I'll never be able to play or sing like Prince. So I slow it down. I make a game out of it for people. Like, okay, if you get to this, if you can guess the song before I get to the hook, I'll buy you a drink. Now you don't drink, but I do. Right. So, yes. but if, but if not, then uh, I'll buy you a drink, but if you can't get it, you buy me a drink. That way right. I ain't got, that way I'm already <laughs> getting free drinks usually anyway. So I don't really yeah. care, but it's more to get them interacted. It's right? a fun game. Yeah. So I do stuff with guests here on the show and you can do it at your pace. It doesn't matter when if you're up for it. Okay. Uh, I do a cover <laughs> challenge. So like, I'll give you a song that um, I want you to do in your way. Not like the original, just, just mm-hmm. do whatever, whatever you feel like works. And so far that I've been doing this, I've had a couple people do it and there's still some working on it. And it's turned out great because like first song a lady gave me, I gave her Ashton Smith here in Georgia. I gave her TikTok by Kesha. She turned to country. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. I <laughs> love it. Yeah. Right. And so that that just been inspired me to get okay. Let's do more and more and more. So yes. to get an idea where to take you, what do you do? What kind of covers do you do now? What's some of the ones that you love to cover that are different? <laughs> I love doing Alanis Morissette covers. Okay. Um, I do. Um, I mean. <sighs> We do, we do so many different because we are a family band. So we, we do like, um, you know, old Tommy ones, um, you know, like Steve Miller band. My favorite ever is Tom Petty, anything Tom Petty. That's like one of my favorites. Um, but then we'll do like modern stuff like Ellie King, um, what else? Oh, of course, Fleetwood Mac. We do a Beatles come together cover. Uh, do some Adele. So we're kind of all over the place <laughs> with, with our covers because we're just we're different generations. We're, you know, we like all kinds of music. So that's why I said we kind of do it in our own style too. Because when you do like a mix of songs and a mix of genres, um, it's got to make sense in a set list. <laughs> So we kind of do it in our own style. So it all fits together. So, okay. mm-hmm. so that gives me an idea. Um, okay. We're going to listen to one more of your songs. Uh, and we got a couple more games. I'm just looking up um, the, the idea because I have all, everybody that you said, what it okay. got me thinking of was um, I didn't hear any like really heavy female rockers. And some of their ah. songs are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but you know, you change it your way. Yeah. Like, there's a band and I, and while we're, while you're telling, we're listening, I may find this band in a minute just to make sure the song, cause I want to, I want to give you one that's challenging to you, but yeah. that with your, with your voice, I think you would kill it because okay. you could take this rock ballad or this rock song and turn it into your style of a ballad. And I think it would work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm leaning toward a couple of songs, but before we do that, uh, let's listen to your, your last song. Which one you want to play? Uh, not ready. Not ready. Okay. So the story behind this one, this one's fun. Um, this I wrote when I was, I think 16 or 17. So mm-hmm. I wrote this really young, um, and it was when my parents were getting divorced and, um, you know, 
now, you know, my parents were both remarried. It was perfectly happy. Um, and even then in that moment, I was like, okay with them being divorced. Like it wasn't meant to be. Um, but I wrote this song, um, you know, about not being ready to give up, not wanting to, you know, let go and things like that. Um, out of, out of that, even though, like I said, you know, I'm totally okay with it. They both got remarried, both happy. And, um, even in that moment, they were both happy. They were both, you know, fine with it. It was just, you know, uh, this song came out of that experience. And even though I was 17, um, it become one of my, like, people love this song <laughs> and I love it too. And I wanted to do more of a full out version of this song, like recording wise. Um, but it just, it didn't feel right. So we just said, nope, we're just going to leave it acoustic. So um, it's just kind of acoustic, raw version. Um, and maybe one day there'll be a time where it's full out. Originally, I wrote this to be a duet. I imagine it to be, you know, a male in the second verse. And then, of course, harmonizing and stuff like that. Um, but I never could find a, you know, male vocalist that, you know, wanted to do it or had the time or whatever. So I just recorded it myself. So that's kind of the story. Mm -hmm. right, well, I'm going to mute us and play Not Ready. All right. Seems like it all fell apart.
think you need to put anything but acoustic version of it mm-hmm. i love it and the harmonies um a lot of some people ask me like who did your harmonies it's like myself <laughs> <laughs> harmonize with myself like a weirdo mm-hmm. uh but it's usually because of time you know time purposes you know it's just easier to just record your harmonies right after but <laughs> maybe one day i'll get some money on mine but i wanted to bring my dad in um because right. He's part of the band, and I wouldn't be playing and writing like I do without him. Well, so, And I want to say I really enjoyed your show. I listened oh. to it for the first time when Caitlin was going to have her song on it. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, I love that. I've been listening to it. I, I really enjoyed your show. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we do. Uh, do you hear the new music Monday, or do you listen to like the uh, actual interview stuff that we do? Uh, I did the new music, but I want to hear the interview stuff. I was hoping that you tell the times of that so I know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, I release them every Wednesday. And like I said, for these, I always they're all the same. I kind of pre record them. So I go in and I'll edit some of them down, uh, just like some of the time and dead space in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can yeah. find them on, you can go to the georgiasongbirds.com and find all the interviews we've done so far. Because oh, we, cool. we put the uh, New Music Mondays. I think what I'm going to do, because I found out I'm putting so much content out that it may be too much that people are missing some of the things. So I think oh, what I'm, it. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think what I'm going to do is for new music Monday, I'll still play it on a radio station every Monday and her songs are in rotation there too. Uh, it's all automated. So you guys can listen anytime. Um, oh, but nice. I, I think what I'll do for, and you can find that on georgiasongbirds.com too. But I think for new music, what I'll do is I'll just like make it monthly. So like I'll put everybody, like everybody in January, I'll put like a beginning of February and, I yeah. and make yeah. it that way. Cause that's the, pretty cool. The countdown comes every Friday. It's on every Friday at seven o'clock. It starts uh, after because it premieres on the radio stations at six, and then I put it on at seven. And then the interviews uh, always try to release either the 
Wednesday. Is it kind of Wednesday? Well, I'll be yeah checking that out. So I like the interviews. Well, yeah, thank like, you. Yeah. And I'm glad you got on because we were talking about yeah. a cover challenge. I give some of my I always give my guests cover challenges now. You got a cover mentioned, challenge. Mentioned some of the songs, so I was trying to think what I could give her that would be unique. Mm-hmm. Because and so I pulled up this. Um, I don't know if she ever heard of the band called In This Moment. There Mm-mm. is this this lady on here, and I, I can't. Her name's Maria, I think. And it's so. She's such a great singer, and it's a it's a heavy metal kind of vibe. But there's one song, and I think it's the Promise, or no, it's World in Flames. That's the one I was looking for. Uh, you got to listen to this song and do it your own way. Uh, there's no time limit, so if you guys can't do it, you don't do it. That's fine. Uh, but if you like you. it, you can do it and just send it to me. We'll put it on the uh, uh, like the TikToks and all that stuff, all that stuff that they do now. Cool. Cool. So it's called, it's in this moment and it's called World, World in Flames. I'm going to play a little bit of it for it. you right now. Yeah. So you should, baby, you can hear that, guys, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's 2.30 a.m. I slowly come awake And all that's just right. I walk slowly to the door and feel the heat through the walls. I smell the burning outside. That's it. You can keep it. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. Stop that. There it goes. <laughs> yeah, she's usually more like heavy, heavy stuff. I was like, I'm not going to give her none of the heavy stuff. But that yeah. song, World in Flames, is such a, a good story song. And I mm-hmm. think with your voice, you will do amazing with it. Yeah, I like that. We're going to try it out. Yeah. <laughs> and if she can't do yeah. it, if you don't do it, you ain't going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I mean, like I said, we tell each other honestly. So if he's yeah. like, that sucks, I'll oh, let yeah. you know. She, she's, hard on, she's hard on her. Daddy, you, I heard you saying earlier, I was listening to it, uh, that uh, you had daughters. So you know what I'm talking about. Daughters mm-hmm. are harder than world daddies. Oh, yeah. They don't cut you no slack. Nope. You didn't cut me any slack. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> he cut you more slack than you realize. Son, though, in sports, it seemed like I was a lot harder on him than I did the girls, per se. But then they're harder on me with like, if I miss a note, boy, she is on me. Uh-huh. I give him my uh, eye, yeah. the eyebrow. That's what he says. <laughs> Here in the shows, he's like, she just gave me the eyebrow. Yeah. I can't miss a chord. <laughs> she's after me. Right. My, my, uh, I tell my daughter, I've got twins, boy and a girl, and they're both yeah. 13. So I coached them in soccer. And I was I'm I was about as hard on both of them as, as the same because I'd yeah. make them both run. It just seems like the boy would push more. And the yeah. girl would just give, you know, the daddy eyes like, daddy. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then, you know, yeah. you're, wrapped, you're wrapped. What What can you do? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, my yeah. oldest says I'm I'm easier on them than I was on him, but I said, "Son, there's two of them, so I'm kind of split." They kind of they kind of right. You split, each other. you split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, my brother always says that 
Well, she, uh, what is it? What is it <laughs> Maybe you, he not him, it. but that ain't really true. <laughs> no, it's because I'm the favorite. <laughs> I'm going to make him listen to this just so he hears that. Yeah. Wow. Right. <laughs> my, my daughter acts just like me, so she gives me such a hard time. I, I, I completely understand. I completely understand. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say at the beginning of that song I was listening to for, of yours, um, it's reminded me of Don't Fear the Reaper. There's a cover that was out there of Don't Fear the Reaper, and it's like, that's a really, it's, I almost gave you Don't Fear the Reaper to do your cover for. Like, no, nah, I've yeah. heard that version. Let's do one right. I hadn't. But it was, that's was really good. I like that song. Like I said, I, I like the acoustic vibe of it a lot better. I don't think yeah. it needs the overproduction for it. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I can definitely hear, like, I would like to hear, you know, do it as a duet, you know, get mm -hmm. those, you know, those male harmonies in there. Um, but, you know, it come out good. And I think, did we do, did I do that guitar uh, one or two takes, you know? I think. One. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, I just, I just play, you know, I just, hey, I practice enough where I'm going to get it right, yeah. <laughs> you know? And also, you know, time is money and recording. So uh, I'm like, yeah. I got to be ready when I go in there. This ain't practice. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, for a while when we started um, playing out, uh, we were doing like two, three practices a week, yeah. like four or five hours. And then our first gig was a four hour gig. Um, it That's was at a market. It was at a market and uh, I never played with a pig. I just couldn't. Every time I do, I just throw it. Mm -hmm. So I just play with my fingers and my fingernails. They're warped, you know, like, so it's not no big deal. But, and I, you know, always keep them cut down and all that. Well, four hours, it was what, two hours yeah. in. And uh, my uncle says, what is that? on your finger and I'm like looking down I'm like what and it's just you could see red but I'm we're playing a song so I just finished the song you know whatever and we'll look down after my fingers are just pure blood oh. there's blood splatter all over my guitar because yeah. I just keep hitting the strings <laughs> and my fingers were you know my nails were just completely grinding down so oh, we had yeah. to wrap me up and play the next two hours yeah. that's and like we, one of your haunted house things where you're at you need to say just playing a blood squirting it's like blood splatter everywhere I said, that's metal that's hardcore uh, <laughs> right but so uh we wrapped my fingers for i don't know the first couple of months of shows and and then i i mean i kept practicing with the pick but i just kept throwing it so i just kept wrapping my fingers but mm -hmm. now i can do a pick for the most part but i still do my fingers a lot but yeah. um I just never had learned. I don't know. I just never have played with the pick. Yeah. I just I always played play without. Pick, so. I wish I could. I, See, I don't want to do the picking, you know, like. I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I'm like her. I, when I learned to play, I was saying that I throw the daggum pick everywhere. I just couldn't hold on to it. Yeah. So I would mm -hmm. learn to finger pick what I do. And people have heard of podcasts have heard me say this, but I lay it in the dark and put the guitar on my chest and I'd play so I could feel it. Yeah. And I would learn how to change the chords and feel oh, where I needed gosh. to be. And then yeah. you, you can't do that with a pick. So when I get a pick now, I take like a softer pick. So yeah. I, yeah. I know I'm going to break it because I get so against the song and I'm playing so hard. Instead of yeah. breaking my strings, I'm going to break the pick. So I have like yeah. a bag. Uh, where's that? A broken picks. No, well, no, I have a bag of pick because I know they're going to break. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Usually my yeah we but have that's... we have to have a handful because I just throw them all over yeah, the stage. <laughs> Yeah. That's why I got you got to get handmade for I don't even see that or not. That's my band. Yes, ma'am. Oh, sweet. Yes. 
Stands, nice. for, stands for middle-aged men. So I like that. When yeah. they come out of my hands and they're in a crowd, then they got they got a personal pick. Right, <laughs> that's cool. That. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I like the soft. If I'm gonna play a pick, it's got to be a soft pick because it's yeah. more like your fingers. It flips better, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah, that was my you know my horror story with my picks and my fingers bleeding everywhere. Yeah. They laughed at me for a long time <laughs> about that blood splatter. I mean, it was every it was it, was, it, it, it was looked bad. like it looked like a murder scene on my guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, kids didn't start crying and pointing. Right, they're in the audience. audience. They're like, "This guy's oh, And that same gig, there was gale force winds coming. I don't, I never seen the wind blow so hard here. <laughs> we just got some new speakers on stands. Blowed uh-huh. the speaker over, hit Caitlin, I'm and like, knocked. Yeah, broke the speaker. I said, oh. some luck on our first gig out." Right, you know? like I, I'm I literally know. playing guitar, and this speaker flies over on me and lands. I'm like. Holding the guitar, holding like this speaker on my leg. I'm like sideways. I'm like, no. Uh, yeah, we had a heck of a time on our, you know, that's, yeah. that's good though for your first time out. You get all them experiences, you know? Yeah. yeah. Over time. But, mm-hmm. uh, because we'd all played other bands, but I mean, with this band, it was our first one out and boy, everything go wrong went wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Remember, it's funny. I remember we were having the, um, we had my band went out and did one and this, the singer didn't show up. So I had to do it. Yeah. Well, I go to play and my, my cable went out on my guitar. I'm like, crap. So I'm trying to figure out how to get a new one and get it going. Mm -hmm. So the band just played a whole song while I'm over in the corner trying to figure out. (laughs) You guys are going to have those stories. That's what makes, that's what makes life playing this music sometimes fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, It's just a lot of fun. It really is Mm -hmm. a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. How long you been playing dad? Um, I started when I was about 12. Uh, my uncle got electric guitar, and uh, I was over to his house, and I said, oh, my God, let me hit a string on that. And I took me forever to talk to me, let me even touch it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I hit that first string, and I was hooked. And so, you know, I got the old uh, $70 electric guitar that wouldn't stay in tune for my first one. Mm-hmm. But uh, after that, I realized I needed some quality equipment. Anyway, so I played for a long time and never sang, just played. And um, anyway, I met this fella, and I showed him all these rhythms I'd wrote and he started putting words with it that's when i realized i need to start working on writing words with him so you gotta tell him who it is this guy's name yeah. was peter pop he's, yeah he's, he was a, got the name for to be a rocker yes a name pop. to be a rock and roller and i tell you what we have not been able to find him yeah. so uh, if this podcast help he, us he find peter California, pop uh, <laughs> i, I was, wasn't really to go that far at that time and uh hadn't seen him since but he really influenced me on the writing to help me get to that point because i tell you what i think it's important when you first start playing to start singing as you play right off the bat it makes it so much more natural i learned to sing later on and uh, i still struggle sometimes with certain rhythms uh, to be able to sing with it because it just you know i went i don't know it's just hard for me Mm -hmm. of course i'm not a good singer anyway well you ain't got uh, rhythm yeah, no rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> I just play out of passion, man. I ain't gonna lie. But I, I've done it so long now. I'm getting pretty decent at it. But, but uh, yeah, I, I just I've always loved it. You know, just something about music. It just I can't stay away from it. Yeah, yeah. and that that's oh, the passion right. we all have. Yeah, I'm just messing with yeah. you. Yeah, well, I he's really got a little bit of rhythm sometimes, but that's why I give him the eyeball because sometimes I'm like, yeah. you're not even on the same page as me over here. I get I get excited sometimes. You know? <laughs> My favorite thing is like. Get it together. That's my <laughs> that's my favorite line. Yeah. Get it together. That, you need to write a song for that now called "Get It Together." Right. Yeah. Get and, it together. You know uh, when when we had the when I met her mother, uh, she, 
of course, it's the preacher's daughter. They said, don't marry the preacher's daughter. Well, I did. <laughs> preacher's daughter and the rock and roller. <laughs> but anyway, I was playing in the church band, and uh, I love the old gospel and stuff. Love to play it. But I wanted some rock, you know, so I started mm-hmm. writing Christian rock, which I wasn't the first to do. I mean, there were several bands out done that, but I was writing my own stuff. And uh, so as we was practicing, you know, we get kind of stressed. You know how it gets monotonous practicing. So I just wrote this song to like just first to cut loose and like a know, fun song, make a fun song to practice to break the monotony. And that ended up being the song that was the most like the most everybody wanted to hear. It was a staple for our, our Christian band. I thought it goes to show you sometimes just having fun when you're doing music is what is key, you know. That's the but forget that. I get so bald trying to write this song, you know, and I lose the fun of it. The fun's what yeah. people are after. It, it, that's how it works. You sit there and you like you're I got a song I've been working for 10 years. I probably never finish it, but whatever. Yeah. But then I have songs that I write for like 10 minutes and people yeah. love it. You never know, you know. Yeah, yeah you just don't exactly. know. You're right. Exactly. I think my my Freebird song, and I say that because everybody asked for it. It's called Snuggle Bunny, right? Yep. I wrote it. I wrote it for my wife because it was she's a snuggler. I'm not, and it was just a funny little ditty about you know waking up and having animals in the bed and her sleeping on uh, the chest cute. and not leaving me alone. I mean, I just put true stuff into it. It was funny. Yeah, people love it. You know, I was like, yeah. I got other songs with people. Let me play you my new one. Oh, let's hear Snuggle right. Bunny. <laughs> yeah, you think you think that'd be the song nobody'd like? That's what they love. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I love that about music. Yeah. So where do you guys get the recordings done at? You mentioned your, your producers and stuff. I know it's a couple yeah, different so, ones. Um, I've got, I've done a few different things. This last song, um, and we'll probably go back to him because he was amazing. His yeah, name he was, was amazing. Willie Sinclair. Um, he's uh, He went to Berkeley. Um, they moved from, I think, around somewhere outside of Boston, Massachusetts, and they moved down here Um him and his girlfriend and they like play songwriters rounds is how I found them. Um, and, uh, I, he was like, yeah, we record too. So if you have any recording, so I was like, Hey, uh, you want to record a song? And I was like, daddy, come with me. Cause I don't know if this guy, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, you gotta, insane. I'm he like, you awesome. gotta come with me, but it was awesome. He did like amazing job. And it was, it's so cool to see people in their element. Like, you can just tell like this is what he loves to do because I played the song. He said, okay, we got some good ideas. And then he's just like, click, 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 boom, 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 boom. We're recording. Boom, boom. It was like that. And then he had it done that yeah. night. It I, was the old school recorder I record with the, the you know, the mod 12, uh, task. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just like the old school stuff. And after watching him, I'm like, I got to get logic. Mm-hmm. Amazing. How fast, you know, yeah. it takes me a little more time. But I'm working on an album. Uh, from uh, I got a little thing I do on the side, the Roy Rooster Band, and uh, I'm gonna have an album. I'll be contacted to just play it. It's yeah. rock, just old rock style. I love rock. But uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. I'm gonna record it old style, and everybody's doubting me, but I, I, I'm gonna pull it off. I'm not <laughs> doubting you. Oh, they all just hear the neighbors and stuff. They they all laugh because I ain't got logic. But I said, you all just keep laughing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bring them on. You know, and we do album reviews too, so we. My album reviews are not like your typical. I'm not going to critique anything. I just I never do that. It's my yeah. opinion. What what the hell does it matter? It's what I say. Uh, so yeah. what we do is like we've been doing with your daughter is you just tell me the story and listen mm-hmm. to the songs and that's it. That's the album. Yeah. Right. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So um, just to finish that, and then I want to tell you about what what's next for you know me and recording. But of course. Um, then we had a neighbor. His name was Bryce Henderson. He recorded ready we just did that in his uh living room mm-hmm. um and blue what was that guy's name uh chris i don't know his last name chris chris franz or franz i think 
yeah, he was guitar tech for Steve Miller Band. Um, but uh, Chris Franz, he did um, one that I haven't put out yet, but I have recorded. And then uh, he did the drums on Blue. And then, of course, Nolan Neal, um, he did the rest of the recording for Blue. So a uh, mix of people. But, uh, you know, like I said, uh, we'll probably definitely go back to Willie because he did an amazing job on this yeah. song. And that's kind of the direction that the music is going. So I want to keep, you know, consistency. Right. Um, so, but my, um, my like idea for an album, cause I write everything. I write what comes out. I don't mm-hmm. like try to force anything. Um, yeah. you know, there might be, you know, I, I try to keep up with the age I am when I write a song, um, instead of like the specific date, I like I was 17 or 22 or whatever. And there might be years, like, I think when I was, uh, 22, I wrote like a boo coodle amount of songs. And then, you know, when I was 23, I might write one. Um, so I just let it come as it comes. Um, you know, sometimes it comes out more, but I just write what comes to me. Um, like I said, if somebody gives me an idea or they say, hey, will you write a song about this? I had a friend who asked me to write a song for her and her dad to dance to her wedding. And I was like, yeah, sure. But I don't I didn't know their relationship. So I wrote my relationship with my dad. And then we actually danced to it at my wedding. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tears rolling. <laughs> That's one that I already have recorded, but I, I don't yeah. have it out. It's uh, waiting until closer to, you know, wedding season. Yeah. Um, but, you know. So I have kind of a vast array of songs, you know, I have some poppy, a little bit more country, a little bit more rock and roll, you know, I just have like a vast array of songs. And I was like, how can you put all this in one album? I mean, it's just impossible. So I thought I'm going to have an album and it's going to consist, I'm going to release a single from each, but it's going to be an album of all different genres. There's going to be uh like three songs that are country there's gonna be like three songs that are more pop there's gonna be like three songs that are rock and roll and it's just gonna be me that's Mm -hmm. because I'm not trying to conform and say I gotta put out a country album or I gotta put out a rock album because that's not me it's just it's just not me so she asked me she said uh why don't why can't you do that and I said uh you can record companies (laughs) tell you you can but you're not with the record company so you can do that right why not right that's all reason people don't put out that because record company if they sign you they want you to be country or I or assume. whatever it is. That yes. Well, so I, I said, well, that'd be kind of neat to do that when you put all. Yeah. I, I, so I did with mine because I don't have it. Yeah. I always call my John your mutt music because it's a mixture right. of that's everything. Perfect, yeah. Love yeah. It. That's pretty cool. Like yeah. I, I wrote a song, like I thought it was a great wedding song. It's called The Moment. I got a picture of my nephew and his niece when he got married and I played yeah. it for my wife. And of course, like your daughter like is hard on you. My wife is like hard on me. She goes, Yeah. That's a perfect gay marriage song. And I'm like, Oh, no. <laughs> Because it's, it's yeah. me and Alan singing because That's I'm funny. doing harmonies and my voice is growly. Right. She yeah. says it just sounds like two guys. I'm like, whatever. I don't. If you know what, if they want it as a gay marriage song, you know what? Here's it's my a contact song. information and here's my uh, my PayPal. Send me the money. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Like but that. that's. I mean, that's what I want to do. And um, for each genre, I'll probably put out one of one in each genre a single and then the whole album together will be all the songs but because that's just me i don't mm-hmm. fit into a category i don't try to fit in a category whatever comes out comes out 
of course I got like a style like if you hear me sing and you hear me play you'll kind of and you'll kind of be like oh yeah that's like Caitlin's style but yeah. it's not you know I'm not writing to try to get the next country hit or get the next rock hit I'm just writing what comes out <laughs> so. and you should and I, I think that's what a lot of people like when when they're starting off songwriters and they've been doing it for a while and they get burnt out is that yes. they don't their dreams are like oh I'm gonna be the next big thing well a lot of times it's not even about talent because I mean I'm mm -hmm. listening to you singing your, your music's great your voice is great it's all about like you said who you know it's networking mm -hmm. and yes. it's timing it's timing because right now I mean the stuff that you're putting out wouldn't put on country radio but it would right. put out on like independent radios like I said I'll put it out there mm -hmm. and it's good music it's mm -hmm. not that it's not your ta not talented it's just whatever these suit guys want to put out is what they put mm -hmm. out at the moment I mean they're looking right, for and, mm -hmm. like Morgan right now it's Morgan Wallen so everybody's going to start sounding like Morgan Wallen yeah right you know? sure they're is. already starting to look like him they all got you know, the same haircut you know, I, and the style I met this guy uh, I do construction work and I was fixing this plumbing for this guy and we're talking I see the guitarist so you play and I said no I'm actually a videographer yeah I try to play but and I was asking him I said why'd you end up getting into that and he said you know he's telling me this story about his, just being young and he happened to know this guy that had a record deal and did a video for him and bam next thing you know he's doing them for big time people and he said i'm gonna tell you something in nashville he said it's who you know i laughed i said you're the first one i ever heard say that but it really is no matter where you're at it's who you know yep. and i thought that was pretty cool that he said that it's who you know and he said i got lucky man he said i don't have to tell anybody else but i just got lucky and i said wow that's pretty cool because sometimes it is luck and mm -hmm. you know being in the right place at the right time what you just said i just thought wow yeah. My luck's never been that good, though. <laughs> well, it kind of comes back to what I said at the beginning. It's like you're making it might not be somebody else's making it. Yeah, like, that's to me, true. That's you know, right. we get to do this. We got, you know, enough money to be able to get some guitars and go yeah. out and play. And yeah. um, that's amazing to me. And yeah, that might not be. Yeah. If I could make a living doing music, I wouldn't have to be rich. Just make a living, which I've never been that good. So I'm working other jobs. But I love the music. I would be happy if. That'd be big time to me, just make a living doing music. Right. Exactly. If it was just playing small places, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, we do now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we don't so, get paid enough to make a living. <laughs> well, now, do you guys do, is it a band? There's three of you when you go out? or mm -hmm. So that, yeah. that kind of helps with the price when you when you charge somebody to yeah. pay. Because as a band, you got five or six people in a band and you got to pay them. It's like, it's hard yeah. to get out to pay money. Yeah. And how we did it for the last year um, is we split it a little bit differently we did like we each got 15 percent, and then the remaining money we put into a band fund so then so we could like build up a band fund so now we were able to get t-shirts and we were able to record you know some songs and stuff like that um and then you know we just split all the tips but we kind of did it that way and that kind of worked out for us mm -hmm. um because it wasn't about the money it was about us being able to play and then we had our own jobs so that kind of worked out because it helped us be able to budget for other things and to be able to put out music, you know, mm -hmm. and all yeah. that. So, so what's your highest seller merch wise then that you have? So we only, we only got two t-shirts. Okay. We got, um, you got them right here, but, mm -hmm. um, we yeah. got, uh, two t-shirts. One's like the skull with the flowers. It just says how we wildflowers. And then we've got a green t-shirt. It's got, um, kind of a seventies logo. I like that. This is the, oh yeah, this is like the seventies logo one, um, and the, uh, we have stickers in this too. We just give the stickers away. Mm -hmm. And then this is the oh, yeah. 
you'll like this one. This one's more rock and roll. <laughs> everybody, everybody loves this one. Uh, well, yeah, that's cool too. Yeah, you got like the uh, skull with the flowers. So, yep. yeah. Well, I'll tell a story on that day. She came up with Highway Wildfires. I was kind of like, you know, me and my uncle were going Highway Wildfires. You know, that sounds kind of feminine, you know. <laughs> and she brought the skull into it. I said, now that's cool. We'll go, you know. <laughs> Isn't that funny when your brain works like that? The skull uh -huh. made Highway Wildfires sound cool then, mm -hmm. you know. That, that is funny. I got something. Um, I'll show you guys here at the end. Uh, an idea i'll run it past you to see what you guys think because i'm trying to get other songwriters for merch i i think I, if you like me i'm always my brain is always running like okay what can i do to help the band or am i like mm -hmm. a new podcast what can i do to make it newer like I, I mentioned earlier about the zoom have people come on and ask questions you know listen right. to the interview uh because i never do these live like some internet's horrible uh so I, i'll show you guys something at the end uh, but before we get there we got a couple more things uh first okay. off tell everybody where they can find you all your your uh social media internet stuff like that yes so you can find us at at highway wildflowers music so it's highway wildflowers with an s and music um and that's on all platforms and then our email is exactly the same so highway wildflowers music at gmail.com you can message me booking or you can just message me on instagram um i also host a writer's round I just do it once a month. Um, so if you're a songwriter and you want to, and you're in Nashville, come and play at my round. Um, I have to sign and, up for that sometime. Yes, you will. And it's so on the rooftop. Beautiful it is. view in Nashville. I only have it booked out until April, and then they go to their summer series. So I'm hoping they'll keep it, letting us come here in the summer. But it just depends. I just might have to go to a different venue in the summer. But um, it's beautiful up there. It's really nice. So um, I hope they let us keep coming after you know, during the summer too, but, um, you know, my, the, the point of the round, I've been to a, a rounds and I just felt like they're always cool, but then it's so awkward afterwards. It's like, uh, you just played with these people. You don't really know them. You kind of introduce yourself. You want to talk to them. You want to meet them, but it's just awkward. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I do. So I, I have my writers. I like, um, put them all in email together. Uh, tell them, Hey, this is so-and-so they're going to be, I kind of introduce them to each other ahead of time so they can like fall, listen to each other's music. And then they get there and then they play for an hour. And then I give them a break to go to the bathroom and whatever. And usually that's when they get their chance to talk and meet and everything. And I try to pair writers who are similar vibes, even if it's not completely their music is similar, but maybe their personality um, that I think would go well together. And um, so that you know it just mixes well and then maybe it could be a new collab or whatever so then I give them time to do that and then they come back and they finish out the round at the end but I thought that was important because I've gone to rounds and it's like you want to talk to these people because you hear their amazing songs but it always feels weird <laughs> it always feels like everybody's like ready to go so you don't want to like hold them up by trying to talk to them so I try to make a round that was a little bit different where people could get to know each other and also be a safe place because it's also kind of scary especially as a young woman like go and write with someone uh it's like i don't know you from adam uh you know and we're gonna go write together which is fine but like we're not in a public place you know just all mm -hmm. this stuff so just a safe place for people to meet and like actually get to know people before they you know do that so i do that and then um like i said how we wildflowers music i do we do have a we do have the website but it's just not up yet 
I have to I have to take the time to connect the design that I had to the actual or highwaywildflowersmusic.com. So, but that's that's all the social medias I think that we got. Yeah, send me all that info for for the songwriting stuff. I like I love I love doing stuff like that. I'm I'll be in Nashville yes. on the 25th of March. I'm playing at okay. the, the Smokehouse. Uh, but yeah, I'll I'll come up there and play. Is it is it geared for like just singer songwriters bands? I usually do singer songwriters. So um, this last time and this next time I had two individuals and then one duet, like a, okay. a duo. Um, but, you know, I think uh, the next one after that is all just individuals. Um, but we do it kind of the classic Nashville style where everybody sits up there and then you go around one song, one song. And the last one we did, it was completely different. Uh, it was more pop songwriters okay. and they were just having a blast. Like their personalities. Like I said, I try to match people's personalities and they were just having fun up there. It was so fun to just watch. And at the end, um, you know, some of them were a little bit newer, so they didn't have as many songs. And I was like, y'all could play a cover. I mean, it was fine. So they started playing and they were just singing together and they were singing covers. They sung like, you got a friend of me. They sung, build me up buttercup. They like sung a couple of covers all together and they just had a blast. And it was so fun watching it. So you never know how the, the wildflower yeah. ride around is going to end, but uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. about that when you said that it'd be cool because you, you got like the people that are scared and nervous, like at the end, just bring them all back on the stage in a big circle and do a cover, like a three chord yeah. song. That See, okay. Do. I said that from the beginning. Remember that? I said, I want everybody to learn. And I just picked, um, I was trying to pick a song that went with the wildflower theme. So I picked wildflowers by Tom Petty. Mm -hmm. And um, I sent it the first round that I hosted. I sent it to all of them. And I, I highlighted a verse for each of them. I said, learn this verse. And then everybody will sing on the chorus. Well, they all get there and only one person had learned it, of course. And it was the girl and the boys didn't learn it. And the one, the one guy said, and I'll call him out, Jay Brunswick. He said, I didn't come to a writer's round to play no covers. And I didn't come to hear no covers. He's real country. Uh, And I was like, yes, but it's my round. You're supposed to do what I say. (laughs) He's one of our neighbors. So he picks on me. He's like a big brother, but, um, but it was funny and then the next round it just happened organically i didn't even ask them and i was like see this is why i wanted them to play that mm-hmm. song in the first round <laughs> it was fun hey and you pick chord like you pick three chord songs or you can pick like free fall because that's like you don't have to that's easy right right nice. everybody yeah. knows it mm-hmm. now, or uh, i thought about doing it where i just say you uh come prepared of course with your original songs but pick one cover that you're going to do at the end uh and then hopefully you know people know it but at least that one person would i thought about doing it that but then yeah. you other people might not know it but yeah you know it's, i think it's, it's fun because you see all these amazing writers and you hear their voices because mm-hmm. a lot of writers there are writers rounds where the writers are just writers, but mm-hmm. for the most part in Nashville, most rounds are like artists. Like right. they're people who are like pursuing music to be the artist, not just the writer. Um, so you got performers. And um, so, uh, you know, you see, hear these beautiful voices and I'm like, I want to hear y'all harmonize together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but and that's why I see that's what I ask the guests here on the show that do two things. Of course, one is share it with everybody, you know, let them know about the Georgia Songbird, especially when your episode comes out. 
And two is play it, pay it forward. I'd love hearing new singer songwriters. I mean, Bobby Ray's already sent me a couple. I think that's might be where that's I heard. Yeah, Bobby that's Ray. how I found it. <laughs> I, he sent you and Virginia Louise, and she sent me JoJo Scott, and that's that's what I love. So you can yeah. and you can send me. I know that's probably too many because you do write around, uh, but send me like a list of songwriters and mm-hmm. artists, or tell them about me. Have them reach out, and they're more than welcome to come on the show and do just what we're doing right here. We'll talk, have a yeah. conversation, listen to music. We'll talk about weird stuff that comes up because it always does. <laughs> I, I get does. off topic. <laughs> I always do. <laughs> Because yeah, it's a awesome. conversation. Right. And that's how you get to know the people behind the music. Because right. yeah. that's what this whole thing's about, you know. Yeah. It's getting to know the people behind the music. And if you like the people behind the music, you're going to like their music. And yes. you get to. And I think there's also a fun in the mystery of not knowing the story behind the song. There's fun in that. But at the same time, um, there's also fun in like seeing the whole picture so mm-hmm. i think it's fun listening to a song not knowing the story and then you go back and hear the story and then yeah. you listen to it again and you hear it completely differently mm-hmm. right so it's kind of fun yeah mm-hmm. i think it's cool about it yeah. well thank you guys for coming on the show i've had a blast this is yeah. so much fun and like i said we've been talking for an hour and a half a little over an hour and a half yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel we like it. We can talk. Look, we yeah. can talk now. Talking, sure. And I like those interviews because a lot of times my wife says, "Why do you talk about yourself?" I was like, "Because sometimes that's the only way I can draw out the songwriters, yeah. singers, and songwriters. Yes. A lot of us are very introverted, and yes. until they, no, feel, I'm out, I'm out. Right. <laughs> but it, but I, until I, they I feel go, comfortable, no. I can disperse with right. that though. I get very to myself, going right. around people, and then then that's I'll true. be okay for a while, but. A lot of people think I like my husband, he thinks I'm weird because a lot of times like I'm in the car or I'm at home. He's like trying to turn on music. I'm like, I don't want to listen to any music. I want it to be silence. He was like, but you make music. I was like, exactly why I don't want to hear any music right now. I just want to be in silence. Um, So maybe that's my introverted song. It's like or introverted part. It's like sometimes I just want to like be to myself and not listen to anything, not have anything. I watch a lot of TV and watch a lot of TV shows. That's kind of like my mundane thing in the background. Uh, but I'm also a very outgoing personality. <laughs> so right. I could talk. See, and you, but you mentioned it like when and songwriters like at a round, right? They don't know what to do afterwards. It's kind of awkward. Yes. So, and that's one of the biggest things I think that is, is a mistake is I, I get it. I'm not a very, like this, I'm, I'm not a very big talker with you guys. And I sit down, we talk music. I can talk all day. You mm-hmm. put me out. If you see me in a club, I'm going to be sitting in a corner. I'm going to be drinking, whatever. I'm going to be listening. I'm right. Be talking. I just don't. That's just me. I'm not a, a, a kind of yeah. a talking person unless we yeah. get talking about music or something. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that's one of the bigger mistakes that they make is they go to these rounds and then they play and they leave. Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. a horrible thing to do. I mean, I get it if you exactly. got a long drive. I get that. But right. hang around as long as you can because. Or at least yeah. listen to the next people. Try mm-hmm. to talk a little bit. A lot of times I'll talk to the host because that gets your jitters out. Because normally you have a little bit of reports with the host. Mm-hmm. And then that gets your jitters out. And then you feel comfortable going and talking to these people you've never met. Or the host can introduce you. You can say, hey, will you introduce me? Because I feel weird. That way. I, I feel, <laughs> yeah. I think you need a lot of great people that way. Yeah. Yeah, I do it now. I go when I play, I just go and I go meet the people to bring on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I go to play my music because I'm I'm gonna if I'm gonna go that far, I'm gonna go yeah. for more than just to talk to somebody. I'm gonna play yeah. my music and then I'm gonna yeah. meet them, you know. But yeah. it, it shows them I'm a songwriter too. I'm sit here with yeah. you. you. You can be comfortable. I know mm-hmm. a little bit about the music. I played I've been playing since I was 15 years old. 
Am I the best? No, because I go to Nashville and I get blown away by talent all the time. It's not about that. It's about meeting somebody, collaborating, networking. And that's, that's what I try to do with the show. And I found it's, it's really inspires me to write more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different, yep. different styles. Right. And it's yep. not a competition. It's not that you're hearing them and you're like, I'm going to write a better song than that. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a competition. When it becomes a competition, you're not going to, when you're trying to outright somebody else, it's not going to be a good song because it's not you. Mm-hmm. You just have to be true to you and the song is going to come out great. Mm-hmm. If you just stay true to who you are and write what comes out naturally, then it's going to come out great. And if, what what's coming out is it what you're wanting that's when you go and collaborate with people and you meet people and you say okay I'm not I like I have this vision in my head of who I want to be or what songs I want to write or how I want it to sound um but it's just not coming out well mm-hmm. when you collaborate with somebody they can pull that out of you or they can bring it and then it just keeps trickling it goes back and forth and then you you eventually come into that style it took me a long time uh, mm-hmm. to get into my style my dad says well sometimes when we go out and you know listen he was like you know think about where you were you know at that age or when you were there he was like your style is now you have finally come into your style and mm-hmm. it's taken a long time and I'm sure my style will change over the years oh yeah but yeah yeah that was one thing when she first started uh singing and playing her own music I, you know I said well the only thing is great I love it but you sound like everybody else I've I said, you got it. You think about when you turn the radio on, if Aerosmith comes on, you know immediately who that is. If anybody, I said, you know, they have that, they got their style and their sound. And I said, when you find that, you know, that's what you got to search for. It may take mm-hmm. you your whole lifetime. You know, some people never find it. And I felt like when she come back and wanted me to play with her uh, this time with Wild uh, Flowers, she found that because I hear it. I hear a distinctive sound mm-hmm. out of it that I, I never think, heard before. I think I part said, of that is just me say like like in that song and that line i said it's forget the fame forget the having to do this to make money having you know it forget all of that and just do it like it's not about okay we played a gig we didn't make no money that's fine because it wasn't about that we're sitting here we're practicing but we don't have a gig coming up it's okay because it's not about any of those things it's about getting to do it and being yourself and having that creative outlet um and i think that's when my my style like became me because yeah. i stopped worrying about okay why am i doing this what why you know oh i got to get coming up that's why i'm writing the song or it, it 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 forgot about all of that and it would come about just doing it and just having fun and just being myself and just going and going with the flow and letting mm-hmm. it just naturally come out yeah. and stop forcing it yeah. so yeah. yeah that that's good advice because I, I know uh, it's funny you mentioned he mentioned like you may never found it well, i'm 45 years old i think i just found it but as soon as i find it i found something different like well i like this style you know it's yeah. a, right i mean you're always <laughs> changing think of ever evolving ain't it? right, right. And, you, and you should be that way and, I, and I, they always say oh, it's a young man's game or young person's game no i, I get why they say it's a young person's mm-hmm. game it's not because the, the older people aren't talented you can start this at any age you want to yeah. yeah. The difference is the responsibility. Usually younger, yeah. younger people don't have family that they got to take care of another responsibility. They can put more time into yeah. what they're doing and, mm-hmm. but you still grow. Like when I, I've been writing since I was 15, I wrote songs and I, I did an album in my thirties, maybe the first one I did. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, re- I released it on Spotify three, four years ago because I didn't know anything about Spotify. Right. So I put yeah. it on there and people's like, well, what? I always heard like, oh, don't put your older stuff. I'm like, why? That shows you from where I started, where right. I'm at, and mm-hmm. I'm still growing. I just yeah. was, I just did a song on YouTube. I talked to a guy named Anthony Mossberg. Uh, we did a Have You Heard series on on the podcast. And that's a, one of my favorite, favorite ones. If you guys ever want to do that, what it is, is you come on and we, we can do a Zoom thing with it too. I haven't tried it yet with Zoom, but we will. Uh, but usually yeah. it's here at the studio, it's the band, and we try to trip each other up we say all right we'll play these songs have you heard it and it can be any genre any and it it gets crazy in the band if you've been in a band you know it's it's very colorful to use right Right. (laughs) but uh my drummer he 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 played uh anthony mossberg my drug i'm like oh my god the guy's got a growly voice like me it gives me hope and then he saw that and he reached out and he came on the show and we got we got to talking about guitars and stuff like like me and you're doing and he told me how he tunes his guitar. He's got a, a weird tune. And I was like, I never tried that. So I tried that tune. And mm-hmm. I, I'll be damned if I didn't write a song that my wife says is my best one. Love it. Cool. Yeah. When we went and that. did that recording with Willie, he had a guitar tune. What do you call it? The Nashville, Nashville tuning. Tune. And he said that it was, it's the tw- it's a 12 string tuning. So the top string, but it's just. Like it's a regular, so it's not, a, it's not a 12 string, but you tune it as if the strings were the top string of a 12 string. That makes I don't, sense. I don't know. I didn't know it sounded that. amazing. And I was like, we need to tune one of our guitars like that. Cause it sounds really <laughs> I, cool. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you just got, we got to look up the 12 yeah. string tuning, but it, 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 you know, there's like two strings. It was be like the second string. So your first string would be this tuning of that second string. Okay. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I had to look it up. It sounded amazing. Yeah, it did sound good. I didn't understand it, it though. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded good. <laughs> well, thank you guys again for coming on the show. Yes. Thank you. Thank you time. for having us. Yes, it's been fun. I'm going to show you guys something off air in a second. Uh, but again, we've, like I said, we've usually asked the 20 questions game, but I think we covered all of it. Uh, nope. There's a couple questions that are not musically related that you can answer. Um, okay. One second, because I'm going to have him. Uh, we need the charger. <laughs> I, I was about to die. Charger. Yeah. We plug in the charger. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Told you we get long winded. <laughs> yep. This is all room I got in my house for a studio. It's very small. <laughs> Which is, yeah. What you see behind me is what I'm, I'm building our own studio. This is, yeah. I, I took my uh, garage and I split it in half. And so this is going to be the studio. It's going to be Songbird Studio. Everything I'm doing, I'm doing myself. Uh, I got the installation up. I put the walls up. I got the panels. Can't really see the panels because I don't have, you can see some of them. Yeah. Uh, and then, like I said, there's insulation and doors that we're putting up. I'm doing it myself, so it's taking time. Uh, I yes. want to make it like a house show kind of environment eventually, where people come in and we we play house shows and it's just be Love fun, it. right? And do yes. interviews here too, because if you come down to Georgia, uh, we do two ways: one, be in a studio, depending on the weather, or we do at the gazebo. Now I have it's all mm-hmm. family on land, so we put it up there. Uh, we talk at a gazebo. There's a family graveyard right there in front of it. So it always freaks people out when they get there, <laughs> but it, it's fun. It's an outdoor thing. I take the PA system out. We record live and it, it's so much fun and you play live. And that's usually how I set them up. But with zoom, you can't play live. It's weird. It the sound will go in and out. Yours yeah, might be okay, right. But with zoom, it's so weird. Yeah. Okay. Good? So what's your question? All right. We get on the charging. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, if somebody else could sing your songs, who would you want to sing them? 
Oh, okay. This is tough because I write so many random genres. Um, if he was still alive, it would go to Tom Petty all the way. I mm -hmm. love Tom Petty. Uh, I've already said that. Who do you think? Uh, who's somebody else? Um, that new song you wrote, I'd say Taylor. Okay, yeah, that new song. Give it a Taylor. Let Taylor. I thought he said Santana. I was like, ooh, Santana. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, anybody who wants my songs, I mean, <laughs> but, right? <laughs> no, that that's got a poppy. Reminds me of her old stuff. Um, so that would be kind of cool. Um, I don't know. I think that's my that's my two answers <laughs> for now. For now, and that's <laughs> fine. Country stuff. I mean, it would be amazing. There's a song that I wrote that uh, I really think will be really cool. Um, the Not Ready, I always thought Carrie and uh, what's the really good guitar player's name? He Brad. used to Brad. Yeah, Brad. Carrie and Brad. I think they would be a really good duet um, to that song, The Not Ready. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> little mix there. Okay. Uh, if somebody was doing, since you mentioned movies, your big movie buff, if somebody was to do a movie of your life, who would play you in that movie? Oh, who would play me? Um, do you know? Okay, you might know her name. <laughs> um, she she used to be in Disney Channel shows. Um, she was in Cheaper by the Dozen. She's like a dancer, like a really amazing dancer. Didn't the, the Cheaper by the Dozen with Steve Martin or the newer one? Uh, Steve Martin. She uh, was uh, Hillary Duff. No, it was the little sister. She had brown oh, hair. Oh. Al is it Allison something? But she was in a lot of Disney Channel um, stuff. And but she's like a big dancer too. Okay. But I love. She's an amazing dancer, and I just love her. Yeah, cheaper by the dozen. I love that movie. Father of the Bride. Steve Martin's hilarious. I still remember the Three Amigos. Sarah Baker. That's her name. Sarah, Sarah Baker. Baker. Yes. Okay. Now we mentioned, cause you do a lot of traveling and stuff, right? Um, yes. So that the road trip stuff, you've already kind of taken a road trip, but if you could go anywhere in the world, mm -hmm. where would you go? Like a vacation? Um, I want to go to, um, I want to go to like the, the Jerusalem, like walk where Jesus did. So like doing the whole, um, the uh getting baptized in the same river like doing the whole like jesus walk over in the middle east and jerusalem mm. and like seeing all that that is like one thing on my book list that i want to do for sure okay that well that was another question was turn this phone down because i got the georgia versus thing tomorrow going on it's about to my phone's about to blow up <laughs> <laughs> um so you said bucket list so what are some other things what are two other things on your bucket list then so, um, oh, record an album, <laughs> which seems so silly that because I do record music, but I mean, it is a bucket list thing. Like, not that I think that people get bucket list wrong and think that it's stuff that you do before you're going to die or before you're old, mm -hmm. but I think it's stuff that you can accomplish. First of all, it doesn't have to just be once, um, but also you can accomplish it throughout your life. Yeah, it shouldn't just wait till the end. So, uh, get album recorded, um, and honestly, after I do that, because I am gonna make that happen, 
to record enough music where I could do a greatest hits album would be amazing. You know what I mean? Like have enough music out there where you could put together your favorites and do like a greatest hits. That would be awesome. Um, and what else on my bucket list? Um, I've already jumped out of a plane. <laughs> um, what else have I said on my bucket list? It's funny you said greatest hits because I'm actually I have the same thing, but I'm writing an album of, and I'm calling it the greatest hits you've never heard, and it's just songs oh, that love it. that I wrote that I'll probably will never get, I'll probably never put on an album with a band, and I may pitch right. other singer songwriters, but it's like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it together just so when I'm die that they can listen to my music. It's always there, and you know my kids, my grandkids, great grand. Even when I'm not around, they can still play that music over and over. And they like they may yeah. not like it, but they can play it. Yes, that's Daddy said that was his goal with his music. That yes. you know it's not for anybody; it's for us. But I'm gonna put it out there. He's gonna put it out there. So okay, I want to play one of the places that I want to play music at. Um, is the Red Rocks. I, I hear that all that, the time. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, there's a place in um, Tennessee. It's obviously not Red Rocks, but it's like an outdoor place like that. Mm -hmm. um, I want to play too. Um, I have to look up what it's called. Um, I follow them on social media, but um, I would love to play there as well. But, uh, you know, just I like the outdoor vibes like to be able to play like at a festival i have one song that i wrote and when i wrote the bridge the bridge is for a festival it's it's the only place that you can play this bridge and it makes sense because the, it's like uh i say the line what's the line it's like um what's the line i say the world surrounds me with good vibes and energy and i'm feeling all right um it's not the destination. Uh, oh, wait. So the world surrounds me with good vibes and energy, and I'm feeling all right. And then when you're in concert, you'd say, are you feeling all right tonight? And then everybody would be like, yeah. And then you'd be like, <laughs> and then the next line says, it's not the destination, it's the journey, and we're feeling all right. Wow. But it only makes sense live in concert. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to play at some big festival to be able to do that. <laughs> well, I got one more question for you. Okay. Um, what's the best advice you ever got? Hmm. Okay. So this advice came from my daddy and, uh, he said that he never regrets the choices that he made because he made those choices with the knowledge that he had at the time. And what he meant by that was when he was 22, he made decisions because all he knew was up till 22. Mm -hmm. And yes, of course, when he looks back at 32, he might say, man, that was the stupidest mistake I ever made, <laughs> but you can't regret it because you were 22. And in that moment, you just did what you thought was best in that moment. And you have to trust yourself. And so that was the best advice, because sometimes you might look back and think, man, why did I do that? Or that totally screwed up or changed the trajectory, but it really didn't because you just trusted yourself in that moment. And you've got to do that. We've got to trust ourselves and, you know, give ourselves a little bit more credit. So mm -hmm. that was probably the best advice I've ever gotten. Well, that's good. All right. Mm. That's good. That's why I like the interview. Always in the interviews on that because it's advice. People want to hear other advice and it's good. Yes. Uh, so I want to thank you and your daddy for coming on. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank and you. I appreciate it.
not a problem. So tell everybody before I stop recording, tell everybody where they can find you uh, again, mm-hmm. your, all your social media. Yep. You can follow uh, me at highway wildflowers music. Um, and then if you want to follow my personal stuff, like the travel stuff, the haunted house stuff, you can do K the number eight L Y N Ray adventures. So Caitlin Ray adventures. Um, but all my music's highway wildflowers. Um, and then, you know, you heard all my craziness, so if you like all my weird stuff, you'll you'll like my mixture of songs. <laughs> all right, everybody, this is Georgia Songbird. That was Caitlin Woodman C. and her daddy from the Highway Wildflowers. Thank you, guys. <laughs>